It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Folks, y'all asked for it, and like the benevolent people we are, we delivered. Stephen Lawrence is back on the podcast this week. You're welcome. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Track in the Storm podcast. I'm Brandon. That's Matt and Alex. And that's right. You guys asked for it, so we're delivering. And we are very, very excited to welcome back a very, very special guest and fan favorite. But before we get into all that, we are a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. So let's say a quick word from DraftKings. Week one may be over, but the season's just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off week two, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet $1 or more on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week two game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Joining us for the second time, our very first repeat guest is none other than Carolina Hurricanes forward, Stephen Lorenz. Stephen, thank you so much for taking the time to come hang out with us again, buddy. No problem. Hey, I'm excited to be here. Good to be back. We're excited to have first you, repeat, uh, First repeat interview. I'm uh, happy to be here again, so let's get things going. Uh, that's what we were saying. You were like our first like real big guest we had, and now you're our first repeat guest. You're just all the first here on the track and the Love it. podcast. We love, love it. it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So to start things off, uh, why don't you just talk about your summer a little bit? Um, what's your training schedule been like? And, uh, you know, what have you been up to over the summer? Where have you been? Yeah, so I was I was back home in Canada uh, from Waterloo, which is a little bit south of Toronto. So I went home right after the season ended. We stuck around for a few days. And then uh, it was pretty, uh, I mean, it was it was nice to, to be back home. But I think the first little bit, we were still in kind of a lockdown back home in Canada. But it was just nice to be able to kind of go home and just take a nice, physical and and mental rest um obviously playing last season that's very uh it, it was it was a ton of fun but it was very taxing on on my mind and my body playing every other night um I guess that's all I know at the NHL level but at the same time it was just you know you got to be at the top of your game every night and then you have an off night so you got to bring it all the way back down and then you're up the intensity the very next night so it was just kind of nice to go home those first week and a half two weeks just to to just kind of do nothing and just kind of, you know, um, relax and spend time with friends and family that weren't really able to come down and see me last year. So um, it was nice to be home, but it was kind of around like mid-August where you're like, okay, you know what, I'm ready to go back and I'm just ready to, to get back in the mix and the swing of things. And, and you know, like I said, right then and there, early August, mid-August, I was like, okay. Started planning my trip back and, and I got here a couple weekends ago um so we've been skating pretty much ever since uh, there's a bit of a schedule at the practice rink so we go in there and and we've been doing a skate and a workout pretty much five days a week um I guess this would be my second week doing it so just to get ready for camp and um yeah that's kind of 
I didn't really do a whole lot this summer. I didn't really go on any trips or anything. I was just, you know, preparing for, for a big season. Um, wasn't really, um, I don't want to say, can, I wasn't overly happy, but, uh, you know, I definitely wasn't disappointed with my season last year. I, I learned so much and that's so much fun. But um, I think I realized last year that there's so many things that I can work on in the summer to get better at, you know, coming into the season. So I, I definitely wasn't satisfied with my game and I'm ready to, to prove it that, uh, you know, I have another gear or two and, and just keep going from there. Going off of that, actually, um, you know, you talked about how you said there was another year you could find. What were some of the things that you decided that you needed to work on in order to kind of take your game to that next level? Yeah, so I realized last year early that, I mean, obviously the offensive part of my game didn't really come through as much as I would hope last year, but at the same time, it was getting really close. And I knew I had missed some opportunities where I just didn't really have that confidence where when the opportunity came, I just kind of held the stick a little bit too tight or, or whatever happened. But I realized that I learned how to play the game at the NHL level the right way last year. And now it's a matter of going in and doing that and, and providing, you know, a little bit more offense, but at the same time, still being able to be that, you know, guy that the coach can rely on and, and, and provide that energy and, and just be dependable in most situations. So, um, you know, I took, you know, I probably took thousands of shots this summer, just, just working on different releases and stuff like that. And um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, my, my conditioning, I uh, worked on that quite a bit just so, you know, I can, I can always pretty much have my legs every game and, and have that confidence to be skating around the ice and just creating um, chaos and, and, and as many opportunities as I can. So um, this is probably the best I've ever felt coming into Kane's camp. Uh, I think last year I got that confidence to realize that, you know, I can play at this level and, and, you know, the chances that I got last year that, you know, maybe I missed on, I think this year, um, you know, hopefully um, the puck starts going a little bit more and I'm going to be taking a few more shots to, and, and just being confident or confident in, in different situations. So uh, I'm looking forward to proving that um, come camp and then uh, hopefully come the regular season as well. Uh, I can get the ball rolling early and, and just build on that and go from there. When we had you on uh, the podcast earlier in the season, you were still kind of just breaking in in the NHL. Fast forward to now, you've played 45 regular season games, gone into 11 playoff games, got a lot of experience in the league. What are some of the biggest takeaways that you'd have from your from like your rookie season as far as you know learning experiences go and stuff like that? And how can you use that stuff to make you a better player moving forward? There's just things that you learn. Um... I mean, it's just little things and almost intangibles that you can't, can't really teach. It's just um, things that you just kind of have to show up to the rank ready and, and be prepared to go right away. You can't really take a shift off in this league. There are things where it's just part of being a good professional. Like you show up ready to work every single day. There, you can't, like I said, you can't take days off. You can't take shifts off. Otherwise, um, you know, the other team will capitalize or, or people will notice that shift off. And, you know, it's a competitive business. There's always guys, you know, nipping at your heels to get that, uh, that next spot and, um, if you have that night off and next thing you know, you might not be in the league. So um, this is a, a team that I want to be a part of, not because it's just the NHL, but because of the competing or the competitiveness and the, the, uh, the commitment to winning and wanting to be a championship team. You know, I always wanted to play in the NHL and I'm so fortunate that a team like Carolina, you know, took the chance on me and I've been able to come through the ranks and earn a spot into a lineup where, you know, we, did, we don't just go into games every night, happy to be there. You know, we're, we're trying to win. Um, we have systems that are, you know, we've proven in the past that um, we can, you know, be a first place team. And, and now we just have to go and prove it in the playoffs. So it's about taking that next step and not just being satisfied with finishing the top of uh, the East and going into playoffs now with, with a chip on our shoulder and say, hey, we learned a lot last few playoff runs, even before I was part of the team. But um, now it's about taking that next step. And it's just about, you know, that discipline and the commitment to doing the little things right every single night, night in and night out. And that's how we're going to have success this year. And uh, I can't wait to, you know, be a part of that. And, and I'm excited just for that, that opening night puck drop to, you know, kind of say, you know what, this is game on, this is our year. And, and you know, let's try and go out, win a cup this year. Cause that's obviously the, the ultimate goal. You know, one of the many reasons we love having Stevie on, we got all these questions written down. We asked one and he answers like four of them. <laughs> well, Man. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to. No, no, to, it's to take away from. Uh, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, not I told. I told. Know. I told. I interviewed Bryce Montgomery tonight, and he apologized for talking too much. Uh, I don't, if you, if you don't really know nice who, kid. I, I met him at the rink the other day. He's he's a very nice kid. 
Yeah. Um, I didn't really know a whole lot about him, but I just bumped into him at the practice rink the other day. I shook his hand and he just seemed like a great guy. So another you know, blown away. Carolina draft pick that's very mature beyond his years and, and, and just a good kid that you want in your organization, right? Yeah, uh, is, is, yeah. He as, is he as large as advertised? Yes. He's a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he was saying like, he was saying his mom played basketball at Berkeley. His, uh, his dad was a D3 hockey player. Like, I, I mean, he comes from a family of athletes. His brother at 16 is already 6'3. <laughs> is he a hockey player? Yeah. He, he's drafted by London as well. Okay. Um, Some of the Kames fans could keep their eye on maybe. Right. I have no idea. Somehow, be, yeah. But like, everybody I've, <laughs> Everybody like I've talked to has like said like yeah this is like the nicest kid you'll ever meet so yeah. but yeah he apologized for talking too much and I'm like no nah, man like please don't <laughs> that's, that's, good, easier, that's what I'm getting at yeah, <laughs> like, like we'd rather have you answer all my questions than me ask them right yeah they, right they'd rather hear the players talk than us you know what I mean <laughs> of course absolutely but um I think we mostly touched on our, your rookie season in the NHL but one question we do have. Favorite moment of your rookie year? Oh, I I can't pick one, man. It was so cool. The whole thing was just like surreal. It's and I told you last year, like it was just like it was a blur because you play so many games so fast just because of the schedule. And and by the end of it, it was just like holy crap, like 45 games under your belt, just like that. And then next thing you know, it's playoffs, and then I just wanted to feel the crowd once all ever, ever since I got drafted, all I wanted to do is run out of the tunnel to Rocky like a hurricane. I remember watching Kane's games when I was drafted and I'm like, Shit, that's like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and I remember standing in the tunnel looking at a Nino and I'd fetch beside me and Marty and Etchie does his warm up and stuff. And uh, Martin Oak headbutts me and we do our little thing. And then we hear like the siren and then the place just goes nuts. And we're in the tunnel and the building's shaking. I'm like, this is it. This is it. Like this, I'm doing it right now. And I remember hitting the ice and I'm like, I could skate right through the boards right now on the other side of the ice. And like, I think I'd go right into the stands. Like I I'd go right through. And it was just the coolest thing. Like I've never had that much energy in my life. It was like, you probably drank the feeling of drinking like 50 Red Bulls and then just going to do something. It was like, it was insane. So I'll never forget that. But, I mean, there were so many good memories that stick out. Obviously, winning in, in against Nashville in, in overtime, like, that was crazy to be a part of, too. And, you know, even the grinds, it, little things that I appreciate, like, even the loss in the, was it the double or the triple overtime game? And get early on in that series, it was just, like, you learn from that. And it sucked at the time. It's, but it's like, you know what? That happens. That's a playoff hockey. And that's, you know, I remember – 10-year-old me would be – there's a 10-year-old kid out there like myself would have been watching a, an NHL playoff game that would have went to a double or triple overtime. Like, wow, like that sucks the team lost, but like that's so cool. And I was a part of that. It's like – it's just so special that, that I'm able to do this. And it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just – I just feel like the luckiest guy in the world when I get to, to go up there and, and do that stuff. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. It was – the whole season was just one that I'll never forget. But – um, I guess the one that sticks out the most in memories is running out to Rocky like a hurricane. That was pretty cool. I think it was cool for the fans too. Um, finally getting, you know, to be back in the, uh, the stands. And I know for me, you know, I, I worked a lot of the games when, you know, we finally had a semi full building and everybody was just so hyped to be back. It didn't matter yeah. who they were. And, and I think we ended up on Barstool because we were one of the first teams to have like a, a stadium packed or something like that. But even when we had, I think it went to like 10 or 12,000 originally. And that felt like full. Like I ran out to that and it was just like, oh man. And then against what was it, Tampa when they upped it to like 16 or 18 or whatever. And I, I mean, I was at that game. Yeah. Even, yeah. Like, you know how loud it was then, right? Oh, it's yeah. just insane. Like, you can't even – you're running out. You can't even hear yourself think. Like, you're screaming and you can't even hear. Like, yeah, it's just – it was it was madness. I've never been a part of something like that. But it's just – it's surreal. It's so cool to be out there doing that. Like, the little kid in me is just, like, screaming inside. and just like, this is the – I'm so lucky. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, Stevie. So, you know, obviously last year in the playoffs against Tampa Bay, they go on to win the Cup. Um, you know, eliminate you guys in five games. It was a good hard-fought series, but just couldn't quite get over the hump. So going into the offseason, Hurricanes make some moves, bring in some new guys, a few guys leave. Going into this season, 
how do you feel their team stands right now? Do you guys think that you're right there and this is your window to win a cup? Or do you feel like how, – how do you feel about the team right now? It's weird because, I mean, we, we unloaded. We lost so many guys that, that were obviously key pieces to that playoff run and that successful season, right? You, you lose a, a big D-man like Dougie who provides a lot of offense. You lose two real gritty guys in Fogues and, uh, and Ginner, and then you lose, you know, two goalies. Um, three goalies, I guess. But I think the guys we brought in, based on what I've seen, you know, throughout my career, um, they're character guys. And, and obviously there, there's some stories out there with all the stuff that's gone on with, with you know, some players that um, won't name. But um, that's, that's part of the business. And, and Carolina does a job, a good job bringing in character guys. So they's, they've obviously had their talks with uh, – with all the guys they brought in and, and, and all the guys who have been skating together um, throughout the practice, like uh, the pre-camp that we've been doing the past few weeks, everybody seems to be getting along and it, you just have that team feel, that team camaraderie that, that you can't really teach. You know, there's going to be guys on different teams with egos and this and that, um, you know, inside that locker room when we skate every day, it's just like, you know, every guy seems to be on the same page this year and that's what you want. I know guys have their past and this and that, and, and you hear things and all that, but I'm, you know, we, we here, we're a family and we're going to treat every guy um, and give every guy the benefit of the doubt and, and treat them like family. So right now, I think based on these few practices that we've been a part of the, the competitiveness is there. Um, I think even like a week ago, we had like, you know, 25, 30 guys at our, you know, down in Carolina and like some teams I know that talking to buddies that they didn't even have, you know, more than a handful of guys. So that just shows you that guys want to be down here. They want to get to work. They want to be a part of this group and, you know, they want to contribute to the success and the good thing we have going here in Carolina. So um, it's great to see. Um, we got some veteran, we added some veteran, some leadership and stuff like that. And I'm just excited to learn from some of these guys. Um, obviously being a young guy, you can't have too many vets. You, you bring in a guy like Ian Cole, who has two Stanley cups, you know, what more can you, can you, um, I guess, bring into an organization than a guy who's been there and done that, right? Like that's the guy you want to be able to show us guys who haven't been a part of a team like that. Uh, you know, this is the way, like, this is, this is how we do it. You can't take shifts off. And uh, like I said, I'm just excited to learn from these guys and, and be a part of a group who I really believe, you know, we can, we can win a Stanley cup. You know, you were talking a second ago about you guys lost like Brock McGinn and um, Warren Fogel. So, you know, for you, you kind of fit the mold of the player that could really step in and take a lot of those minutes up is, you know, that gritty kind of two-way guy killing penalties and stuff like that. So for you, when you saw that the Hurricanes decided to move on from those guys, does it do anything for you from a, you know, confidence standpoint or just from an eagerness standpoint to step in and, you know, prove yourself even more? hundred percent, hundred percent. I think, and, and again, we bring in a young kid, um, Kakanyemi, who is obviously very skilled and, and Montreal fans, they can say what they want. This kid, he's, yeah. he's a good player. He went third overall to the best league in the world. And you can't write a kid off like that at 21 years old. Like he's obviously going to bring some youth and energy to the lineup. And you know what? No matter where I am slotted in, whether I'm, I'm the 13th forward or wherever, I'm, I'm excited that I'm going to show off some confidence this year. And I'm excited for – you know, the work that I put in the summer to translate into a, a bigger year this year. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to go out and try and be a different player per se. I'm not going to try and be flashy and do all the stuff that, you know, that's not really part of my game. I'm going to try and do all the same stuff that I, that gave me success last year. And then hopefully just play with a little bit more confidence and, and you know, just more, just being stronger, taking pucks to the net and, and shooting more when, you know, instead of just passing up a shot or, or chipping in the corner or something like that, you know, I'm just going to be, be trying to throw pucks into that on bad angles. And like I said, I just really worked on my shot and worked on a lot of stuff that, you know, if, if they need to, to fill me in at that, you know, third line wing position to play good two way and chip in um, some offense, then, you know, I can be that guy. If they want me to, you know, play PK and, and be a fourth line and just hit everything in sight, then, you know, I can do that too. So again, whatever role I'm given, I just, I just want to be here and I just want to be part of this team and, um, you know, I don't care if I have to play 20 games all year to, to win a Stanley Cup, if that's what it takes. And, hey, that's that's the role that I want to play. Stevie throwing shade at the Canadians fans. I love that shit. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, can you repeat the part about going third overall again? Um, for, uh... no, I, I, I don't want to step on any toes here no, with, you're with the Habs fans. I understand that they're a very passionate fan base, obviously. But, I mean, the kid's 21 years old and he's got a bright future ahead of him. And I'm just excited to see what he can bring to us. I mean, he obviously showed a, a ton of flashes of brilliance in, in um, 
in Montreal and he, he got a big overtime winning goal in the last year's playoffs. So um, the kid can play. So I, I've never really watched his game closely, but I'm, I'm excited to see what he brings to, to our lineup. Yeah. And well, after all, obnoxious, but anyway. <laughs> after all, the Canes have been the center of the hockey universe and attention, I guess, you know, we'll give them that for the past couple of weeks now um, with the offer sheet. And they also brought in, you know, another guy today, but can you just speak to the hurricanes like offer sheet from a player perspective? Like, I don't know if you kept up with it at all, but what was going through your mind when that happened? Obviously he has, he's been throwing shade at Montreal fans. Well, you know. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I mean, it doesn't typically happen all that often. Right. So from a, from a player in the organization standpoint, it's, it's, you know, a mixed bag of emotions. Obviously it's, it's weird because you're, you're obviously concerned. You're like, Oh, is, is that my job? Is he going to take or whatever or this or that? And that's just the competitive nature of the business we're in. Right. But then you, you look deeper and you just say, you know what, that's a piece of the puzzle that, you know, can really add a lot to the depth of our team. Right. Like I said, you got that youthful energy that he brings and obviously the skill and, and, and the, uh, the offensive touch that he can bring. So, um, when we actually got him, I think there was obviously, like you said, we were, we were kind of the talk of the hockey world for a little while there and people didn't know what was going to happen. But when we finally got him, it was like, wow, okay, now we just added another real threat. And if this kid really blossoms like the third overall pick that he was, and, and we have a coach and a staff and a group that can really push him and, and, and give him that confidence. And, and if he really taps into that potential and, and takes steps forwards this year, like that, this kid's just going to be a force. So um, it's exciting, right? It's another kid that's, um, you know, we, we pulled off a successful offer sheet and uh, now we have a kid coming to our lineup, like I said, obviously with a ton of skill and, and potential. So, um, I mean, there's going to be people out there who, who aren't happy with everything that played out and this and that, but I mean, Hey, that's the business of the game. And obviously our marketing team had a little bit of fun with it. So um, that was kind of, it, it was funny in a sense too, but um, yeah, no, it's, 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 like I said, it doesn't happen very often. So it's kind of, there's an excitement and, and a buzz around town. That's just like, well, you know, you get that suspense. Like, are we going to get them? Are, are they going to match it? Like what's going on here? Um, are we doing it because, you know, of that whole Aho situation? Is it because of business move? But now it's like we got him. We're excited to have him. Obviously, you know, we're, we're under the cap, unfortunately, with, with the guards injury. That's, that's too bad. But, um, yeah, we're just excited to get things going. And, and uh, again, I think uh, these new guys are going to show off uh, that they want to be Carolina Hurricanes. And we're just excited to, to get going and have them uh, inserted into our lineup. Uh, follow-up question. How's your finish? That was my finish. No kidding, man. We got what is it? Ranta, Fish, Aho, Turbo, KK. Who else am I missing here? I think that's actually all on this year's roster. Four? But you got and now. Tommy coming now. too, and some other yeah. prospects. Oh, we love the Finns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do. I'm glad their English is good because again, I've heard them talk Finnish and I'm just like, man, I can't roll my tongue. So there's a lot of and this and that. So it's like, oh, I'm glad you know what I'm saying. Cause I have no idea what you're talking about. That's helpful. Yeah. So, so continuing off the contract stuff a little bit, um, you're actually going into the final year of your contract now and you're going to be a restricted free agent next summer on expiry. Who knows? Will Steven Lorenz receive an offer sheet? <laughs> wait and find out you know what i mean but how does uh, how year 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 this year, yeah <laughs> yeah how so how, how does going into a contract year where you know you kind of established yourself as an nhl player now how, how does that go into your preparation at all is that in the back of your mind or are you just going to try and take the season as it goes play the best hockey you can and let the chips fall yeah i mean i i'd love to say that you don't think about that stuff, but naturally, you know, you do. And there's going to be times this season, obviously every year has its ups and downs. And I'm just hoping this year, you know, when things aren't really going my way that I can at least, you know, just kind of shake it off and not really think, okay, you know, you're playing for, for this or that, or, or, you know, you might lose some money here and there. Again, I've said it, I'm not really here to play for the money. It's like, that's kind of irrelevant. I want to be an NHL player and win a Stanley cup. So, um, Obviously, if you have a good season, you put up those points, you, your, your dollar figure goes up. Like I said, I don't want to think about it too much. But also, I, like I said before, I'm just very excited to, to, to show off the, the work that I put in this summer and that kind of confidence that I have in the camp this year. So 
the chips are going to fall into place. Whatever happens, happens. Um, if you let that contract situation eat away at you, then you're, you're off your game and you can't really focus. So um, I know that, that Carolina is, is happy with where my game's at right now. And I've talked to, you know, the coaching staff and some of the brass uh, about that. So uh, again, I'm just going to go play hockey and hold up my end of the bargain. And, and then if they're so happy with, you know, what, what I bring to the organization and as you know, that, that depth forward that that's kind of versatile, then, um, then hopefully I receive another offer. And um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I can say right now. Um, again, I, I didn't really put up a ton of points last year, but I like to think that, you know, I, I kind of solidified myself as, you know, as a, as a forward who belongs in the NHL and, and I hope they see that and they believe that I can come into the lineup this year and, and take another step or two or however many forward. So um, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Sorry. Once mean, again, I'm like, I'm like struggling to like clear my throat before everything just <laughs> die in here. So uh, I feel for you. That's that sucks. Well, I mean, it was fine. Luke Combs put on a good show and I'm not even like a good. big country fan, but I can appreciate like the, you know, the, like the musicianship, I guess. Yeah. Good. And he's a Carolina boy too, right? Yeah, he he was born and raised somewhere near Charlotte, I think. Chuck Roos. Right, right, right. <laughs> I was actually I actually brought the uh, the checkers up. You had Champion as your goal song, right? Yeah. I wasn't wrong. Okay, cool. Like uh round and round I, we go. <laughs> I think it's that one. Dude, okay, so <laughs> I don't know if I asked you about this last time you were here. So the last game before the COVID shutdown last March. Um, that was my first credential game, like on press row. I was really? at that checkers game where you scored the overtime winner. Do you remember me in the? Oh yeah, that was the last. That was the last yeah. game. Yep. Do you possibly remember me in the tunnel after the game during the interviews? <laughs> I was just like standing behind. Him. There was only like, a couple people down there. I'm. So, I'm honestly. I'm sorry. I don't think <laughs> I, I was I like in the corner. I was you probably. probably so, I was probably just fired up. Yeah, you, you were. So I you were excited. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, no, but no, yeah, it's no, like I, you and Borzy came out, and uh, what's Nick was the one that was asking all the questions. Yeah, I just had my little phone recording. I was just like standing in the oh, corner. Oh man, I'm like, sorry about that. <laughs> like, no, one, I would have said hi to you. Well, yeah, it, it, I mean, it was like I was just trying to figure out how it all worked, really. Yeah, yeah. But I just thought that was kind of a funny story. I have, I still have the recording on my phone. I'm pretty sure. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like my little. Thomas. It's a good game to go to then. Oh, yeah. it was awesome. I forgot that was the last game before the shutdown. Man. Yep, yep. And I was on press row, so like I got to be like, you know, unbiased observer. And when yeah. you scored that goal, I like left up. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> <I can't do laughs> that. Hell yeah! I got all excited. I was like, oh wait, no, I appreciate that. Here. Thank you. <laughs> all right, I've got I've got one more thing. Um, so. With, you know, obviously Geeky was selected and we wish him the best with uh, Seattle. And you mentioned last time that he was cooking dinner right before, right after you got on the podcast. So uh, who's the chef now for you? This guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm the chef. I like cooking, actually. Uh, I was a little rusty. Honestly, if you ask, maybe I'll get Zooks out here and you can ask him how my cooking is. Would that be all right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Please. Oh, yeah. Okay, give me one sec. I'm gonna have to FaceTime. Him. We will. We will never say no to more content. Special okay. guest Ryan Suzuki to tell us about Stevie's cooking. Okay. I'm FaceTiming him right now. But yeah, no, I like to cook. Um, when my girlfriend's down here, yo, I need you out here. <laughs> Come to the balcony right now. This guy's staying in my house for free. Like he's giving me all this sass. Let's go. Come here. <laughs> I'm doing an interview. I need you out here. God, he's coming. And, uh, What's Brent. up? What's up, man? Uh, we need, they're asking about uh, my cooking. Cooking. Okay. <laughs> this guy, he burned everything he started, he's touched. So. Okay, I cooked him. I cooked him two meals, and I just accidentally happened to burn both of them. So. Uh, <laughs> So now he's just all the boys, all the young guys. I went to the rink the one day and he said something smart. And all these guys are looking at me laughing. He's like, Oh, are you gonna cook again tonight? And they, they're looking at me like I'm like, I don't know. And then yeah, this kid's staying in my house for free. And he's he's out here telling all these guys that I'm just a 
a bad chef and stuff. Well, I, think you know I mean, bad, he looks he looks alive, food. right? He looks healthy, so I mean, he survived your food at no least. Kidding. That, yeah, that's a he good start. Food poisoning. He woke up the next day. So. I just I've just been going out <laughs> to eat more. Adults are rowdy. Yeah. Okay. You're good. Thanks for thanks for the, thanks uh, Ryan. We appreciate your <laughs> cameo. <laughs> Kids, and there dude. you have it, Ryan Suzuki yeah. on Kids, Steve yeah. <laughs> Surprise <laughs> guest on the podcast. Yeah, you think I'm like a babysitter here? <laughs> no, he's uh, a great kid though. He's a nice kid. He's he's very polite. And he's he's not a problem having him live with me. So, yeah, it's good stuff. And yeah. and his brother is a restricted free agent next off season. Let's keep that in mind. Yeah, eyes on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I think his dad said something on Twitter like, well, it was an interesting conversation at the dinner table tonight. <laughs> I'd say, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Well, great stuff in this episode so far. I'm liking it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, don't want to keep them all night. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I know you're uh you probably want to go get in some gaming of your own end, don't you? What have you been playing right now? <laughs> so I've uh I've been playing Call of Duty just because of my buddies um, who I play with back home, they play it. So it's more of like, uh, I'm not very good, but it's more like a social thing. So when right. I go on there, I just get to talk to them and, and kind of hang out and stuff like that. So um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the only game that, uh, that we go on and play. Love some Call of Duty. It's like the yeah. game up frequent the most stuff these days too. So yeah. Yeah, no, I just go on and get, I'm pretty much the team decoy. I just go get killed and then <laughs> I, everybody else knows where, <laughs> everybody's got everybody's got a role man hey everybody plays exactly. a play role there you that's go i've been playing, playing destiny right now and that's my role too <laughs> just <laughs> it's a tough role but hey someone's gonna do it right <laughs> somebody's gotta fill it exactly yeah also somebody's team gotta take players, one for the team even lorenz and all exactly. fast yeah i'll take i'll take that title i like that <laughs> team player hell yeah <laughs> absolutely well, right. Stephen, we thank you for having or for coming on the podcast, and uh, yeah, thank you for having us. Eh? <laughs> no, right, thank you for having me. I, again, it's a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, again, you guys got a great thing going, so keep it up. And I don't know if you ever need a, a, a guy to come back for a three peat, you just let me know because I'll yeah. be your guy. And if you need any any insight halfway through the season or something like that, you just you let me know. You know where to find me. All right. Oh, yeah, awesome. just so, in, man. You just be our fourth uh, co-host at this point. <laughs> hey, I'm not doing anything. When you guys are, if you need a, a, a fourth co-host or one of you guys can't make it, I'll be the fill-in guy. Oh, so yeah, ask the tough questions. Right, right, right. What a guy! I love that guy. What a oh, guy! Yeah. All right, all right. So jumping right into the next phase of things. Um, the last phase of things, really. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, but. <laughs> Just so with the Hurricanes she... heading into uh, the prospect showcase and whatnot, you're you're Mr. Kane's prospects. You're the prospects. That, that is true. Who are you specifically excited to keep an eye on? Oh man, um, the first player that comes to mind is Jack Drury because I think he's the closest to NHL ready out of our guys, right? Um. He has a legitimate chance of making the team this year. Um, Picturesque. Yeah. yeah. So this is this is going to be like an extended camp for him almost, um, getting a chance to kind of show off his skills and then come back to and bring that momentum into training camp, hopefully. Um, obviously, I'm excited to see guys like, you know, Jarvis, Reese, Suzuki, all them. Um, it's, it's also a time for me to get to see um, – our 2021 picks. So Bobby Orr, and I, for sure. or I, I really think, and I, I wrote about this for Kane's country. He really reminds me of Brock McGinn in a lot of ways. The, the things I liked about Brock McGinn, I see in Orr's game, the things I didn't like about Brock McGinn, I don't see in Orr's game. So that's, that's a positive, right? Um, Robin has a type of player that kind of intrigues me because I mean, he's got a hell of a shot, but quick too. Yeah. yeah, he's lightning fast. I just don't I just didn't see a ton of like super dynamic play from him, so I'm wondering if he'll get it more of a chance to kind of show himself off this year when he's not overshadowed by like 17 NHL draft picks on his team. Um 
Patrick Hammerla. I don't know anything about him really. I'm excited to get to see him play. And then um, I talked to Bryce Montgomery, like not even an hour before we recorded tonight. And like Steven said, like blown away by how nice this kid is. And I, I tried to get him, you know, I asked him a question and you'll see this on Kane's country later. Um, but like, asked him a question, like, you know, what's underrated about your game? Like, what do you think deserves more hype? And he's like, I mean, I don't know, like the stuff that people say about me is probably true. Like, you know, I'm, I think I'm a good defender, but like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie and say like, I don't have anything to improve. Right. I'm always looking to improve. And I don't know, just the attitude he has about everything. He's just got a ton of gratitude. So he's a player that I'm legitimately rooting for now. Um, We just sat on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, you have to have like in order to make it in the NHL, you have to have that attitude of like wanting to constantly improve. And he, he has that. And I think that's going to carry him a lot further than maybe it should, you know, um, prospect camp invites, you know, I talk about them and I, I try and give them a little bit of a spotlight because for a lot of these players, you know, it might be their one chance at, you know, sniffing an NHL deal or getting an extra look. Right. And a lot of these OHL guys didn't have a season. Right. Um, But one player, Riley Stotts was a draft pick and was a fairly high draft pick. I think of Toronto. Yeah. I was going to say either second or third round, uh, definitely top a hundred. I think he was in the eighties, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Back in 2018. And that's, that's not that long ago. So um, and he wasn't like terrible his last couple of years. He didn't probably improve as much as they would have liked to see, but Toronto yeah. has a lot of contracts. That's and probably he's only 21. Thing. Right. Yeah. And if, if the Canes, you know, see something in him that may, might like warrant an AHL deal or maybe even an NHL deal, you know, I think that's the type of player that could impress. Um, but you know, other camp invites, I'm not going to really speculate on because nine times out of 10, they don't really do much. Um, I think the only one I can remember like panning out was Nick Shoki, who was on the Calder Cup team, but he was only on an AHL deal too. Wasn't, wasn't Sergei Tolchinsky yeah. a prospect camp invite? He was, uh, well, no, he might've signed before he was an invite. You know who was a prospects camp invite though? Tori Krug. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good, good show. Good show. Yeah, I'm wondering. I'm wondering where, uh, how that guy uh, ended yeah. up. How did, how did he end up? Uh, have to yeah. let him slip through your fingers, ain't it? I think. I think. Um, I don't know, man. The Canes were never in on the small defenseman until they drafted Murphy, and uh, he still <laughs> left permanent scars on this fan base. <laughs> but yeah, prospect showcase is going to be fun. Deserve, yeah, right. Deservedly. I'm actually heading down to Tampa partially to watch oh, that, yeah? partially to visit some. Uh, some of my fiance's relatives. Um, so I'll be at uh, Sunday and Tuesday's game, hopefully. So I'm excited to watch some of these guys in person. Oh, we'll yeah, I, I, I got to be honest for, for me. Mr. Kane's prospects himself. Yeah, for, for me, I mean, I'm not Mr. Kane's prospects here. So I, I don't know if my opinion. <laughs> but you are at much. Future Kane's. Yeah, I mean, I started off as just a, a prospects follower. You know what I mean? So I, 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 maybe I don't hold as much weight as Mr. Kane's prospects himself. But. I think I'm still allowed to chime in on this. And uh, me specifically, I'm definitely excited to see Ichimaki Yemi because it's going to be our first look at him, you know, on, uh, on, on a North American ice surface in an actual competitive setting. Um, so we're going to be able to see where he's at and, you know, with the strides he made in Finland this year. I'm expecting him to be, you know, I'm, I'm expecting him to have a big year um, in the AHL. And we're really going to see that this kid is a talented goalie who could have a future in pro hockey. Um, and beyond just him, I'm kind of excited to see where Jesper Selgren's at. You know what I mean? He came over two. He came over two years ago. Was a pretty big factor in the the Checkers Calder Cup win. Um, and you know he's two years further along in his development now. So he's played, been playing top pair minutes in Sweden, and he's a guy that we were all pretty high on and have good hopes for. So to see him in that level of competition, where you know you'd expect him kind of to be levels ahead of everybody. It, we, maybe we can see what he can do going into training camp. He's obviously not going to earn a spot on the Hurricanes roster with how many bodies they have back there. But I, I kind of feel like he could be one of the first guys in line for a call up, you know, in case of injury or whatnot. So I'm excited to see where both those guys are at. 
And real quick on Maki Niemi, Maki Niemi might be fighting for an AHL job too, given the talent that Chicago's going to have in net. Yeah, Beck Warm's already got the starters crease pretty much. And oh no, you've got Alex, Alex Lyon. Lyon. Alex Lyon, yeah. that's right. That's right. Lyon, Warm, him. and uh, Dylan Wells on an Dylan AHL Wells. deal. He's, He's been an crazy. AHL goalie. Yeah, Mac and Yemi's probably already ticketed for the ECHL. To be totally honest, right? But even if he doesn't, like, I mean, he he could he could overtake Beck Warm. It, yeah, I, mean, I was gonna is... say I'm not I'm not convinced that Beck Warm is better than him, but I mean, we'll see. Yeah, and you know Beck what I mean. Warm... Training camp will answer a lot of these questions. Right. I'm hoping to see one start from each of Warm, Makinami, and Hamra. Yeah, Hamra. I don't. Is Warm going? Yeah, yeah. he's going to be there. Okay. I wasn't. It's been a little bit since I've actually looked at the roster. So, yeah. Mr. Kane's prospects forgot a prospect. <laughs> Canceled. Yeah. One guy that probably is flying underneath the radar just a little bit is Stelio Mateos. Um, I think we kind of all know the story that he's gone through. Um, at this point, with oh this yeah, he's there. on that roster too, eh? Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be there. Wow. He only got in six games last year. Well, he got in three ECHO games as well. So he got nine total games in the 2020-2021 season. So this is he's probably looking for a big bounce back year. I mean, this is a kid that was really promising at one time. I like Celio's game a lot. I mean, he's just kind of that gritty, pretty good hockey sense. Just kind of knew how to play the game the right way and had a little bit of skill to him too. He's not going to be a top six forward in the NHL if he gets there anyway but I, this is a kid that i'm kind of looking forward to have a pretty big bounce back season it's just at least somebody i'm really pulling for anyway yeah i mean with what he's been through you can't hope but for success for the kid right and i mean yeah he's definitely one of the older players on the roster you know i'm actually just looking through the list right now and how about david the cotton 24 too. year old rookie david cotton yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i mean so right well yeah there, there, there's gonna be some good competition here and you know we're gonna get a like you know for steven lorenz to say that Bryce Montgomery is a big kid. I mean, Stephen Lorenz is a big Lorenz boy. Lorenz is like 6'4". Lorenz is 6'4", right? Like, <laughs> this, the Hurricanes have him listed at uh, 6'4", 215. And this is an 18-year-old kid. I mean, this guy is just yes. an absolutely towering presence. Um, And, you know, if he develops right, he's going to be exactly what the doctor ordered for the Hurricanes down the road. I mean, how long have we been looking for a stable, big, stay-at-home guy? And maybe they found that guy for this coming season with Ian Cole and what he's been through. But... I mean, we've gone to the Yole Edmondsons, we've gone through the Annie Hawk and Paws of the world, and it just hasn't really worked out. So, you know, if if they can develop Bryce um, into, you know, into what they they have a vision for for that third pairing role, um, obviously this kid is a ways away. But I mean, how can you not be intrigued by a guy that big? You know what I mean? A guy that big who can skate that well, who knows how to defend, knows his gaps, um, and just does a lot right. You know what I mean? So. I think that's a, it's honestly a great pick, right? Because this kid didn't play in the OHL at all last year with the season being shut down. And he's a guy that if if he'd shown improvement in some of the areas uh, in his games that, you know, scouts kind of red flag, like his overall puck movement and maybe his hockey sense in his own zone. This is a guy that could have really shot up draft boards, a guy that big who can skate that well. Uh, I mean, it's just a no brainer to take a guy like that where the hurricanes got him. And, you know, with the way the development staff has been, um, and, and obviously the core and the group the Hurricanes have in place. I mean, yeah. where's a better place for this guy to learn than in Carolina? Right. And, I mean, you got two kids that are kind of in that vein that I'm really excited to track coming up, and that's Nikishin is the other one, you know. Yeah. Two big – you know, Matt's been posting all these clips up in the last few days, and it hypes me up every single time. You know, the skating yeah. ability, he's got some hands on him too, like the little puck handling moves he's making in his own zone. The kind yeah. of, you can pull those off as a 19-year-old in the KHL. In KHL yeah, yeah the, he, now, but... he's in his third KHL season, and he that's, has not turned 20 yet. That's something in itself right there. Yeah, That's the second and, best. Yeah, it's very unheard of. And this kid's playing like, first-line minutes over there already. Like, I Yeah, think he's, he's, he's averaging there. just under 19 minutes a game, I think. Um, you, okay. <laughs> I saw a tweet the other day, just to piggyback off that, and it was talking about some of the top players, the top prospects playing in the KHL right now. And it was listing their ice time. They were, I mean, it's, it's two minutes of ice time, yep. legitimately. So, yeah, and, and I started to quote very tweet it. hard league to break into as a young player. Yeah. And, and I started to quote tweet it and just say, you know, this is why it's so hard to, you know, especially if you're just trying to like box score scout the KHL and say, oh, we have this prospect that's over there. He's got zero points in 27 games. And you see lines like that all the time and they still turn out to be players. Right. They do not play. Right. Like why the like, fuck hasn't uh, Vasily Ponomaryov 
scored a point in five games. It's because he's averaging four minutes a game. Like, I mean, an- another great example of that, you look at Peter Kochikov, man. He's put up good numbers where, wherever he's gone. You know what I mean? He's, I, I know it's yeah, and he had one start this position. year and allowed five I, goals and hasn't played since. Exactly. But I mean, he's basically been the third goalie everywhere yeah. he's gone and only gets thrown in if like he's the only option they have, despite yeah. showing well when he's starting. I mean, he was, wasn't he, he was their playoff starter there last year? Uh, he split games, I believe. Yeah. But I mean, you're giving this guy. No, he was he was the backup, and then their starter just crapped the bed, so he he was made the starter unofficially. But it's like, what's impressive about Nikishin is, I mean, he wasn't getting a ton of minutes last year, and then all of a sudden, you know, about halfway through the year, he started getting second pairing, first pairing minutes. This year, he's consistently been in the top four, averaging well over 18 minutes per game. Right. And I have a profile on him coming out, which is why I've been tweeting so many clips about this kid. He really, and you'll see this in the profile too. I would never say something that's not going to be in one of those, but he really reminds me of what Tim Gleason could have been if he was even like remotely competent offensively, you know, the work ethic, the style of play, that gritty, you know, solid defender that Tim Gleason was with hands right that's what's so exciting about him man a big yeah. bruising defenseman that can contribute the other way too and like, you've got this six foot four 216 pound freight train running at you and i mean the way he lines up his hits man it, it's oh immaculate there was another one i almost thought about clipping it today actually um but it it, it, the the fee like the camera panned out just as the guy was getting hit so you didn't really oh, get yeah. to see it it wasn't that satisfying you know but like he lines up the hit doesn't take a charging penalty and goes in to the players either shoulder or chest so as to not hurt them but take them out of the play so he's clean with doing it i don't know man i i think that when nikishin eventually signs with the hurricanes that he's going to step into the lineup immediately. Yeah, I was about to ask you that. I was going to say, you know what? You followed him a lot. You followed him very closely. You watch him on a regular basis. What's your timeline on this kid? So from what I understand, barring like some weird thing where like Miko Lettinen, like you remember when he like terminated his KHL contract? I don't think that Something happens like with that. Nikish. Yeah, it was, it, there were some shenanigans. Like, or I don't know. I don't know if that was like allowed. They just kind of like bought him out just because. And then Toronto was like, oh, hey, we signed this guy, by the way. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I think Nikishin's going to spend like, you know, his the rest of his three years in Russia and then come over. He can't officially sign until his KHL contract has either expired or been terminated. Right. So regardless, we are playing the waiting game. But the way I look at it is like, if his contract does expire when it does, when it's supposed to on April 30th, 2024, if the Canes sign him May 1st, he's ready to go in the fall for the NHL. And I firmly believe that he's the hurricane's most complete defensive prospect. Um, They've taken a lot of guys, you know, that are either like really good offensively or really good defensively, but not the whole package. And Nikishin really is that type of player where he has, you know, the skating, he's got the defense, the physicality, the work ethic, the hands, you know, all of that. I'm not going to say like offensive skills are a little average for me. And, but again, you take away Nikishin's shot, you take away like his passing ability in the offensive zone and you still got a hell of a defenseman, right? Oh yeah. So and the Hurricanes won't really need him to be that guy with the with you know the, some of the guys they have coming up on the back end with, um you know with Moro with Himosalmi with Anthony right. Honka they they don't need Nikishin to be a 40, 50 point guy at the NHL they just need him beside one of these guys providing that stabilizing presence giving them um you know a, a physical element that he brings and you know uh, maybe on their uh, obviously running their their penalty kill unit I mean. They don't. They're not going to need Nikishin to to be kind of a complete workhorse defenseman. Yeah. They just need him to stabilize one of their offensive guys. And I mean, when you have enough guys like that in your system, 
like the possibilities are really going to be endless as where you can play this mm-hmm. kid. You know what I mean? You can, he's, I'm just, I'm excited for him too. Um, you know, I definitely, I'm, I'm right there with you that I don't think this is really going to be a guy that's going to need to transition into pro hockey because into North American hockey, because he just plays such a professional type game. Um, and his, the style that he brings just translates so well on any ice surface that I don't really think we're going to need, you know, where some guys come over from Europe and it's like, okay, well, they're going to, he's going to need to adapt his style to a smaller rink. Yeah. I, I just think Nikishin style just, it works. It, it'll work on the pond. You know what I mean? And it, more KHL teams are switching to North American ice now, by the way. Yeah. And the last Which thing that I'm going to say about Nikishin, because I mean, you'll read it in the profile and, we'll have plenty of time to talk about him over the next three years and just, you know, wish and wait. He can play his offside just as well as he can his normal side. That's um, good and pretty rare too, to be honest. Yeah. Like it's, it's really fun watching him play like the half wall and a net front presence on the power play, but he can do it. And so, you know, I think you're going to get a guy that's versatile at the end of the day. It's uh, we're getting to the fun time of the year, folks. Things are starting to ramp up now. We got um, prospects camp is coming up this week. You know, we've been talking about that the last few minutes. The Hurricanes have a loaded roster. Um, a lot of these games are streamed, so you might want to check out and see if you can uh, find them. I'm, I'm sure. I think I saw them on like the Hurricanes page in the past. Yeah, I yeah. Think the Hurricanes so usually stream them. Yeah, I thought so. Tampa is definitely streaming it on their website. Okay. From what I've been told, the Hurricanes will be as well, more than likely. Okay. And yeah, game one is uh, Saturday morning, 10 a.m. I believe there's one Sunday at one and then Tuesday at uh, 10 as well. So some roster stacked. I mean, Jarvis, Bach, Joey Keane. Yeah, you're you're getting to see uh, probably five, six NHL players just from this one camp. That roster Um, is going to be really, really good. At least. And after that, we got training camp, and then the season's going to be starting preseason, and then season yeah. after that. Prospects, prospects camp is the unofficial start of the year for a lot of yeah. people. My year started September 2nd when, you know, our KHL prospects started playing, but, you know, like, this is the official time when I can actually have, like, hurricane stuff to talk about, right? But, folks, like, the off season's almost over. We're, Thank God. We're so close to the end, and... We were just so thankful. I mean, Stephen Lawrence is such a great guest as always, right? Um, and he even said, like, hey, anytime you guys need me to come on a third time. Like, so <laughs> anytime you that. guys want him to come back on, uh, just send us a message. We'll make it happen. Folks, you know what? I had something to say, but I think we're better off letting Stephen say it. I'll tell you this right now. Right things ahead. It's a great, great time to be a Carolina Hurricanes fan. <laughs>